Ask the Podcast Coach for April 18th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. It means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Day, uh, week, the end of week five, I think, yeah. for us in lockdown. And so uh, I appreciate everybody coming out this morning, being part of us. I will say we always get started with the morning pour, right? That's, that's what we do here. And so today's pour is sponsored by askthepodcastcoach.com slash sponsor. If you want to join us, I get it. I have to be doing this at the same time. <laughs> if you want to sponsor the pour for May, you can do that right now. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash sponsor. There's a bid going on there right now. We'll talk about your site and advertise for you if you want to, if you want to do that. And You'll sponsor the poor. If you want to send me, if you want to sponsor the poor and send me a mug, I'll use the mug. I mean, there's no reason Starbucks needs to be getting <laughs> They need more exposure. So if you sponsor it, I'll do that as well. Yeah. And if you want to uh, get your question answered, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you want to jump on into the video so we can, we can have a chin wag, we can, we can talk at each other. The camera is optional. You don't have to turn on your video if you don't want to. We are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. You've got me, you got Jim, and uh, the lovely chat room is out there. So thanks to everyone in the chat room. And uh, I think what happens in week five is people start finding new things to look into. And and, and Jim has one. So we'll, we'll let you talk about the toy you've been playing with. Yeah, you know, this week, well, let's start with you really quick, because you've, like, this week, you've had just, like, support calls of people just getting down in the nitty-gritty, right? That's kind of what it's been. The thing, the the fun part is we're getting people into podcasting who don't know what a podcast is. Like, it used to be we're getting people into podcasting that done a little research, and for the record, I'm not complaining. I mean, this is job security, like like nobody's business. But I remember, I think it was last year when I had somebody ask me, what do you mean copy and paste? And I was like, all right, challenge accepted. All right, I'll, I'll take this. Now we're having people come in to start a podcast and they, they don't even have any files recorded. They don't have anything. And so it's yesterday from about three o'clock to five o'clock, I answered the same question for two hours. And after that, I was like, please, somebody let me import your stuff, anything. Cause it was, Hey, I just uploaded an episode and it's not in Apple iTunes or Apple podcasts. And yeah. I would look and it's cause they never submitted it. And then other people would be like, Hey, I've, I've been doing podcasting for, you know, about a month and a half now, but I just released an episode and it's not an Apple podcast. And it's like, because it takes 24 hours for it to show up in the Apple listing. So you have to figure out, you have to explain there's two listings. There's the store that's always about 24 hours behind. And then there's the library, which is usually about a half hour behind. And I did that for two hours. And I was just like, please, someone, where's an anchor import? SoundCloud, anybody, something <laughs> that's not this. So we have, Scott's going to join us. So, oh, good. Uh, and then we'll talk about the, the toy you've yeah, been no, playing with. No, no worries. No worries. we got plenty of time. Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Oh, that's good. What can we help you with? I just wanted to point out something real quick. All right. Bring, bring your mic a little bit closer, if you could, so we can. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. 
the fact that people use phone interviews for for their podcasts is good, but the better way to do it has always been Skype or Zoom. And I wanted to mention that for some odd reason, over the past three or four weeks, it's very common for people who had no idea what Zoom was to suddenly be able to do Zoom interviews. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I work, I work with firefighters who are maybe 35 to 65 years old on my show. And two months ago, they were like, oh, phone, phone. I don't know anything about this Zoom. I don't know what that is. Right. But now suddenly they seem to know all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually, I think, better. Like, right. Because we get a little bit better quality. I think we got to watch out for Zoom in the sense that not the security problems. They're going to get all that stuff fixed. But Zoom does some wacky things with their audio when you record it. And so don't don't think you're getting a I think they're using variable bit rate and some other things for that. And so don't think, oh, I'm just going to go to Zoom and I'm just going to record it and then I'm just going to edit it, especially if you're doing the video and the audio. Our engineers hate Zoom for that for our, our editing engineers that do that do all the editing for us. They hate Zoom because it has so many problems on the edit side. So be be careful. It's great, Scott. I think it's great. More people are figuring out they can get better audio. I did an interview with with a guy the other day, and he actually interviewed me off my phone. We talked about this last week. The, when I listened back to it, the audio was so bad. I was like, no, we can't use this. We have to do something different. But you're right. Uh, lots of folks now that Zoom has gotten the press, I think a lot of folks are, are open to it, which I think is better, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Even with the glitches that do happen occasionally, yeah. I think Zoom and uh, Skype work better. I will mention that, especially with Skype, I've had to go through and clip out those little bop, 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 bop parts. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. it's still yeah. better overall than the phone. Yeah. The uh, I'm looking at a Zoom audio file here. Can they you pull that up at all day on uh, your. Can uh, you make that? Unfortunately, that I can't. It's, it's the, the. But it's. Uh, yeah, it's variable bit rate. Sample rate is 31, which is not great. And yeah, because it's variable bit rate, there's no set bit rate. But yeah, so it's not I if it was me, I would take it and open the Zoom file and save it as a WAV file and then edit that so that at least you're not going to lose any more. Um, the yeah, the the paid version is StreamYard. So if you're on their lowest plan and you're paid, you can record right to their Amazon service. You don't even have to go to YouTube or Facebook or yeah. any of that stuff. Both of them compress that, by the way. Yeah. So you on StreamYard, you can make the recording, record it to them. And then you have seven days to download it. Yeah. And it's uncompressed. Go ahead. You get, do you have a caveat? Also, on that? also variable bit rate. Is it? Yeah, and I was like, oh, bummer. Yeah, because I had to use it one week. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that bums me out. I thought that was because you get you get better video quality for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, I'm not, I didn't look yeah. at the video, but I looked at the audio, and I was like, let's see what they got because I was going to start telling people, hey, you know, if you really want to record something, get yeah. a StreamYard account, and you won't have to worry about the audio. And I was like, ah, eh, you kind of do. I was like, hmm. oh, that bums me out. I, I I thought that was. I didn't think that was. Well, Scott, any well, anything else? Any other thoughts on that? Well, I just want to point out that you know, regardless of all that, and those are valid concerns, unless there's a serious glitch in the signal, those services do always sound better than the phone. Yes. I mean, yeah. Especially. 
I don't know if you if you if anybody else has noticed this, I assume I'm not the only one. But a while back I started noticing that when people connected on the same phone service that I use, which happens to be Sprint, but it was also true for Verizon, that there was a little HD that would show up on the phone. Hmm. And those were substantially better than a landline connecting yeah. to the phone. Yeah. yeah. But again, with my target audience, a landline was pretty much all they knew how to use a month ago. <laughs> now, now suddenly they all know how to use this stuff. Yeah. Well, good. It's good. Good for good for you in that, and that you'll get a little bit better, a better audio going forward. Yeah. So that's all I've got for you. Today. All right, Scott. Thanks for jumping in here, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Sure. See you later, guys. Take care. Have a good Saturday. Yeah, I had Easter. I had a bunch of, you know, post 60 year old people and most of them dialed in on the phone. And this is something that I'm going to I am going to tie this into podcasting is we had three people that actually joined on a computer. So we showed a video and we explained to the people on the phone that, hey, you're just going to hear a bunch of music. But this is a cool video with, you know, clouds and, you know, the typical kind of Easter stuff. And Later, they said, you know, that some of the people on the phone were like, well, I need to learn how to to gump on my because I said, you could watch this on your smartphone. If you have an iPhone or an Android, you could have done this. And they're like, oh, so they were kind of like, hey, we're missing out on something. And mm-hmm. yet, as always, there are people in the church. It's like, look, we need to cater to the people with the phone. And I go, who do we, which one's going to give us a longer audience? Which one's going to stick around the longest? The one that's got the old technology or the people that are coming with us with a new one? And I said, we need to design the service for the people we want to attend, not who are attending. Like, well, then the people who are attending are going to leave. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, but they're going to leave in about 10 years anyway because they're going to die. So, you know, you got when you're making your podcast, make your content for the people you want to attract. But yeah, so it's but there are some people that are like, Hey, what's like, it doesn't seem that bad. And all the, all the news guys can figure out what zoom is. Maybe I should look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, it is getting better. Like we've been complaining about the, the media doing a terrible job of coming in and doing their podcast. And I have been noticing it's getting, it's getting stepped up. So they're figuring, I think by the time they figure it out, it'll be over. Although I think many of them will start incorporating, they'll have figured some things, some ways, you know, in the news area, like you, the standard was Skype, right? Every All news people got brought in via Skype. Yeah. That's all news people knew. Bring them in on Skype. Well, <clears throat> I think now there's going to be some like, oh, we've got some other options of some things we can do. So I, I think this will yeah. kind of change the way we do news media here in the future. Yeah, Kyle says, I find Zoom audio unusable. Yeah. I'm can, sorry. I, I'm reread. I've got to reread that. Is usable, but not good. Mm, I was putting in my own. It can be unusable, too. Yeah. Yeah, I have a a thing. I have an interview coming out with Karen Yankovich. She's a LinkedIn guru because I had somebody ask me, like, how should podcasters be using LinkedIn? I'm like, that's a good question. Let me go find a guru. And I knew Karen from a couple different conferences we'd met. And for whatever reason, I did not send her. I didn't set up Squadcast. And I need to update my acuity scheduling so that once somebody schedules to be on my show, it sends them the link to uh, Squadcast, because Squadcast has an evergreen link you can use. And I didn't, and we used Zoomed. And it's just, it's the best example I can just say of just like every five minutes in my head, I was like, 
should we just dump this and start over in squad cast? Cause it just, there were times when she just kind of sounded like she was, you know, it wasn't horrible and it wasn't phone, but it was just muddy. And, and it was like, mm, I, mm, and then it was like, like now I, I'll fix it in post. And that's usually a phrase that I later grow to hate. Cause I'm like, Oh, fixing yeah. post means two hours of post editing, trying to shine something that has no shine. Couple good comments out there uh, in chat. Bang says there's a studio mode for Zoom, which like the studio mode in Hangouts, the, yeah. you know, there's, it gives you a little better, a little bit better quality in that. It's found in the advanced settings. Craig uh, says there's a lot of teachers asking how to secure Zoom for remote teaching, and there's actually been a ton of content. In fact, Zoom has a bunch of stuff on its own website about how to do this. So. This is one of those, leave it up to the experts in, in them. It's not for lack of information. There's, this has gotten so popular that there are a lot of folks talking about, uh, about how to do it. So there, there are um, sites out there doing it. Yeah. Banks says there are multi-channel abilities, which yeah. is interesting. You just have to dig into, but when, when you get into the, the settings on the Zoom website, it's, there are plenty, which leads to this, Gabriel. Gabriel says there are so many options. I remember Zoom is not a streaming option. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stream. No. So just 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 remember that. Yeah. Coach Dave says, I did a prom episode of, a, or I'm sorry, he didn't. John uh, Krasinski did a prom episode of his YouTube show. Some good news last night. It was messy, but absolutely brilliant. Lots of fun. My 18-year-old daughter laughed and even danced a little. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prom's coming up. Prom time is coming up. Uh, Craig, one more thing on that. So we are with Zoom and security right now. You know, I said there's a lot of information about it, and there is. There's a lot of misinformation about it, too. So be careful. Also, Zoom is in the middle of making major architectural changes to secure their site, right? They, they, there's two things you can, in software, there's two things. You can either be easy or you can be secure. And it's hard to be both, right? Zoom chose easy. That's what they always chose to go. Every yeah. every time they would think make that decision, they would go easy. So they're now backpedaling. <laughs> now that the world is using Zoom. Yeah. And uh and there's literally software updates coming out for their client almost every day. And so they are they are really working hard to try and get it secure. Dave and I talking about Zoom is not an endorsement of it, by the way. Yeah. Like there's don't because we talk about it doesn't mean it's the most perfect tool in the world. It's got some problems and 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 it's it's not always the tool. It's how it's being used. If you have a person who takes a Zoom link that's public, gives it to somebody and they share it on Reddit or they share it on, you know, they share it on Facebook. Right. It, it, if somebody has that right, then they can get into it. Zoom. That was one of those easy choices. Zoom said with a link you want to connect. It's. There's yeah. no security in StreamYard here, Dave. We could, no. if that StreamYard link got out now, it stops them down below and you can kind of choose whether they get to be in a part of this or not. That's a feature Zoom doesn't have, which would be super cool if they did. But if that link gets out, people can join. And that's been, the, that was the problem early is teachers were giving those links to students. And then, of course, students can be trusted with anything, right? <laughs> not so much. Well, and then so. Gabrielle was asking about Google Hangouts and Daniel was saying that it's now called Google Meet. Uh, and it seems to have improved a little bit, but he wasn't sure that it records or not. So, uh, yeah. And you can go to, if, I think if you go to uh, youtube.com slash webcam. I think that's their yeah, front end that's interface, it. right? That That's the front end interface. The old Hangouts basically is just a web interface into YouTube Live. 
it's it youtube does not want to be a front end for itself that's the weirdest thing like yeah. they do not they want they, they do not do it very well they want everybody else to do it for them like a stream yard or whoever else yeah uh dan okay. says google meet does record if you have it enabled in the g suite admin so it's just that easy well then you got a g suite yeah like uh, you know yeah it's there there's there, there's those are options they can't work and then joanna saying i'm struggling to sync audio and video for my first zoom recording then I imported the audio only recording into Audacity, converted it to 96, uh, 96 hertz, exported it as a 32 bit wave, and it worked. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> I, I'm wondering why the like why it wasn't in sync in the first place. Because when you bring in the video file, it's already got the audio on it. I guess that would be a way maybe to bring in better audio. Not really sure. And Jim, you use Microsoft Teams, right? We use it at work, yeah. 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 Do they do any- the limitation as well? I mean, typically it's behind a firewall, right? Yeah, Which right. gets, you know, typically it's it that's the, it's best it's best use. Not as dynamic as Zoom, so you know you you get four right you get four people at a time and that's it. Where Zoom you get twenty five. Uh, it's got it's now Microsoft is quickly trying to catch up, realizing they missed it. Another another Microsoft miss. So. Yeah, Coach Dave, Zoom means a lot of newbies these days, a.k.a. 10 minutes of looking at noses and goofy backgrounds before anyone. Re- yeah, that is. Oh, uh, God, Dave. backgrounds are a nightmare. Uh, this is like this happens <laughs> where I work. Literally, Dave, you must be you must have hacked our Zoom calls and are watching <laughs> because for the last, I don't know, week, two, maybe all we do is. I almost used the F word. All we do is mess around <laughs> with backgrounds. Disney, yeah. you know, yeah. Paris. How'd you do that? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they look, they look, they're awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then half your head is missing. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's That's not, uh, it's, just, it's terrible. Yeah. I just shake did my you, head. Saturday Night Live did a thing basically. And it's weird because Zoom is becoming a verb now. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's turning into the Google but they did it via Zoom and they did a, one of their sketches was, you know, the Monday morning sales meeting. And then they had two of the females playing old people and they're, you know, they're all basically right up on the camera. And they're like, is it working now? You know, so it's like, uh, and then one woman took her laptop into the bathroom. They're like, no, no. And I was like, and I was like, you know, that's kind of based in truth a little bit. So oh, it's totally true. Like, yeah. you know, this happens. <laughs> so. No, this happens. It's again, it's just the, it's just business needing to learn from podcasters how to run meetings and, and how to hold a conversation and how not to be a distraction and yeah. how to have good sound and how to sell a little bit and, you know, how to be a little entertaining. That's that's all they need to do. Yeah. I Kyle says, I love the service that allows a llama to appear on a Zoom call for $100. It's worth every penny. You know what? <laughs> One of the guys I work with did a recording of him coming in the door. You know, that's the that's kind of the new meme of being interrupted by someone and they open the door and they yeah. see your screen and then they quickly shut it. Right. That's <laughs> that's kind of a meme all in itself. He recorded himself doing that. And then he plays that when he's on a Zoom call so that it looks like he is inter- he is interrupting himself. In the call. <laughs> OK, yeah. So that's it's, creative. It's, it is super creative. It is super creative. That's interesting. I did see yeah. because it is kind of making, you know, with with the big TV shows now all doing them from home, we're all kind of on a level playing field. 
And yeah. I thought it was interesting because I, I keep popping in and out of Jimmy Fallon. He had some YouTube guys who just went over 15 million uh, subscribers on the tonight show. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's these guys, I guess they do trick shots mm. and they all dude, had dude. Perfect. Guys. Yeah. The dude. Perfect guys were there and it was hilarious because they all have little kids so like they're shooting cups off their kids' heads. And the one time they're like, Jimmy goes, do you ever swap it and let the kids throw stuff at you? And he's like, uh. so the one kid's maybe five or six and dad is sitting there with a helmet and this big target on the top of it. And man, the windup in the pitch, and this kid took out that target. I was like, that's impressive. So, but I just thought it was interesting that I really think, especially Jimmy Fallon is playing towards like the fact that he records and it goes over TV, he knows he's making YouTube videos. That's yeah. basically what he's doing at this point. So, well, his early ones were bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad YouTube videos. Yeah. So hopefully he's getting better uh, on that. I haven't watched. I have, I've kind of completely stopped watching TV now. period. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, all YouTube. Dave, I've been, I've been binging a little bit on, on my website. Yeah. Uh, while, while, while we have this time, yeah. I've kind of thinking like, Hey, maybe there's some things I can do to actually improve this. You know, you get those emails all the time. I don't know about you, but I get these emails all the time from folks who want to help me with my SEO, right? And I largely ignore them, but I got a really well-written one the other day I was reading through and it's like, you know, maybe there is something to this broken link because they're always offering to help me fix broken links. And I've admitted here on the show, I didn't, I don't really care about my website very much. I post a ton to it, but I don't really optimize it. I should. It's fast. It's on Maple Grove Partners. And so Christian makes sure it's super fast for me, but there's probably some things I could be doing when I think about alt text and, and links and such. Now I have a 10 year old website and I've never optimized. I've never gone back and checked for broken. <laughs> like never. And, well, and which, is probably a huge mistake. Well, the fun yeah. part is it's 10 years old and you talk about technology. I do. <laughs> yeah, there's the, like things like the HP touchpad, which was <laughs> a big deal 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. And some of those in Microsoft changes its site all the time. Like it's just one of those things, you know, where, where resources used to be, they're no longer. So I went on the web and, and looked up free link checker, you know, broken link checker, whatever. And I found a couple SEO sites that for free, they'll go out and you search, put your site in and they'll search it and give you broken links. Many of them have limits. So I was like, uh, I wonder if there's a plugin for this on WordPress. And by the way, no endorsement. I just started using this like two days ago, but I went down and downloaded the the easily named and not very creative broken link checker on as a as a plugin and put it in and found I had over 500 broken links. Let me see if I can bring that up here, Dave. So we'll yeah. go to tools and broken link checker. That's uh, there we go. And um, I do want to give you a little bit of a warning if you're thinking about doing something like this. If you haven't had your your site optimized for broken links and you have a bunch, it's going to take your your server resources to the edge because it's running through the page. It's checking every single link out there. It's returning what the status of that is, whether it's a 404 or a 200 or 302, and, and then putting it in the database. And if you have a big site, this could be intensive. So I just, I, I, I want to warn you again, I'm at Maple Grove Partners. Christian's got me covered. I, I, I threw that on there and I thought this, this will be no problem. But David, you see it came back with 382. That was 
500 number earlier wow. that, uh, that I, I was like, oh, yikes. And it's finding broken links out to that I've included as part of graphics, just the regular links themselves. It goes through the comments and says, hey, if there's a comment that has a link in it or even a comment where the link, you know, how the person becomes a link You're when right. you in your comments, if that many times again, it's an old, old site many times that person then that doesn't go back to their profile anymore because maybe that profile was on Google Plus, right? And that yeah. doesn't <laughs> It's gone. There's lots of sites that have have gone away. So yeah, so I've been going through these, you know, you can uh, take a look at it. I could say, hey, uh, oh, this what's this code core technologies.com. I was grabbing an image from it. Here's a better one. This is lasagna. No, it's, that's not really what it is. But you can click on that and it's probably going to come back with some kind of yeah. So in this case, that link is dead. I can come back to it if I can edit it if I want to. I can just unlink it right there. If nice. it's misidentified, yeah, this, this is, I use this unlink a lot. Like if it's not going to be something I know is gone, I'm just going to unlink it and it goes away. And and then I've checked it. I go on to the next one. There's been a lot of wonky links that for whatever reason over the years have just come up for me. And, mm. and it gives me a chance to go in and correct them. I'm figuring, you know, if I do 10 or 15 a day. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. So just kind of a reminder, one of those kinds of maintenance things to your site, especially if it's been around a while, you might want to, to renew your vigor, especially right now, if you have a little bit extra time on uh, making sure your broken links, that will matter for Google, right? They search the site. If it's got a lot of broken links, they tag you as kind of like, mm, yeah. this site may not being maintained. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what they're looking for. Miss so. Eileen says the plugin stopped working on her blog years ago. She says, I have way too many links on basic blog tips for the plugin to, uh, to work. Oh, that's too bad. It's yeah. too bad. And then it's uh, working great for me. Yeah. Uh, Coach Dave says, I'm totally with Jim on this. I never did SEO seriously before quarantine. It's a big learning curve and a long team effort. Uh, uh, great as a quarantine project. The, if you haven't been there, let me make sure I have. There's, by the way, there's dozens. I'm not endorsing even this broken link checker. I've just started using it this week. There's dozens of ways to do this. I think Yoast has a, has a, will do this for you. It's more, you have to, it's a paid for it. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for keywords and such, I love ubersuggest.com because it's free and it does what this guy, Neil Patel is the guy behind this. And he was just like, well, this is dumb. There are all these free services on the internet and people are paying other companies for stuff that they could get for free. So he just made a site that's free. Now, granted it somewhere on here, it's going to say, Hey, do you want to work with my agency? But it's a lot of really cool tools for free and the last time i checked free is is fun so we have a guest the one and only mr Na mr naughty bits will be joining awesome. us here bring him in hi everybody What's up, how are you pretty darn good having a great little isolation don't have to see anybody <laughs> i actually saw toilet paper in the wild for the first time last <laughs> uh, my wife went out shopping this morning and she said walmart had a ton of it and I was like, well, maybe we're through it now. Yeah, maybe we're through the worst of it. Yeah. The, I, I did the online shopping thing and that was an absolute just, you know, mm -hmm. oh yeah. It's well, it's like, here's your oranges, your bananas, one yogurt. I know you ordered six, but here's one. And all the meat I ordered was like, yeah, we don't have any. 
And I was like, well, that yeah. kind of ruins the whole. So I basically, so I, I picked it up at eight in the morning. And then by lunchtime, I was like, I looked in the fridge and I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. So I threw on my mask and my gloves and went to another grocery store and they had Got tons of stuff. And it's, it's really weird because they took one of the biggest stores they had and said, you can't shop here anymore. We're just going to stuff it full of stuff. You order online and pick it up. And I was like, this is a great idea. And it was the only thing I can think of is the guy who gingerly handed me my receipt said, I'm so sorry it took so long. This is only my second day. And I thought, I wonder if he didn't know where half this stuff was. It's possible. Yeah. But uh, Banks. What's up, Banks? Three things. The good, the bad, or the ugly. Okay. Give me a pick, Dave. Oh, Oh, bad or ugly. Jim, I'll let you go first. Let's do ugly. Sure. Ugly. Amazon sent out an email to affiliates. They're cutting the affiliate link compensation a lot. A number of people are going to be seeing affiliate categories drop from 8% uh, payments down to 3 or 1%. Yeah. Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. This is going to go into effect on the 21st. In the next, listen, in the next decade, Amazon is the next monopoly that the United States government's going to have to go after. Like it's, it's, we love it. They got the corner on the market, but I'm hearing more and more and more and more complaints about them in the way they treat their workers, in the way they, the way the, the, the kind of the predatory practices that they go after and then stuff like this, you know, now YouTube did this too. So they're, they're, you know, they're not the only ones cutting cutting those things. But I, I think it's going to get serious for Amazon here pretty quick. They're they're pretty big, and I think the U.S. government's going to go after them. Will they break them up? I don't know if they've had a successful breakup in the last, I don't know, 100 years. <laughs> so probably not. Will it do some damage like it did at Microsoft? Maybe. So, yeah, it's good. It's a good point, Banks, for sure. Yeah, that's going to hit a lot of people in the pocketbook right now, and a lot of people can't yeah. really deal with that. I played with their uh, affiliate marketing about two weeks ago. And literally, I while I was watching the last Ask the Podcast Coach, I got kicked out of the program. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Me for trying. I've been kicked out a couple times. So yeah. I don't like where I tend to post. You know, yeah. I have a right. well, Reddit. The, they uh, do. the other they thing do. I found is because the last time I got kicked out, I'm back in, is I went and switched all of my links to B&H. And it was the same exact, in many cases, the same exact microphone, same stand, same price. And my affiliate sales went because of Amazon Prime. Right. I think people Nobody are using yeah. accounts. It's yeah. just easier. The, yeah. A path of least resistance. Yeah. Until something happens to them. Well, I just renewed my Prime. It's like 160 bucks now. That happens next week. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So I think I think after this, people are going to wake up a little bit. I mean, it's it's easy now. Walmart was easy for a while, and then they, you know, they Amazon came along and they've been taking it on the chin a little bit until they changed. So there could be some. I think Amazon's going to have to go through kind of an awakening of Bezos is not a nice person, and so it'll just be interesting to see how this plays out. I so, the only thing I heard that made him sound like a human was he he, he backed <laughs> off on some of his new delivery services that were directly competing with FedEx and, you know, the other, he kind of backed off on that a bit, kind of like, Hey, I'm going to show you mercy until all this is over. And then I will crush you like the bug that you are, you know, kind of thing. But I was like, well, that was almost nice of him. Yeah. Let people start throwing out resumes before they, 
<laughs> well, let's say the good for last. Yeah. What about the bad? Well, ugly. You were mentioning Zoom uh, a little while ago and neglecting their issues. I, I'm not overly concerned with what's going through. Um, they don't have end-to-end encryption from mm-hmm. Dave to Jim. If you say something, it gets decrypted at Zoom's servers and in theory could be intercepted and all that sort sure. of thing. So sure. you can't use it for medical stuff. You probably yeah, There are probably issues with children. And since it's being used for schools, it's a concern. Yeah. Uh, end-to-end encryption is a good thing. Since Zoom is so popular right now and showing up everywhere in the mainstream media, it's drawing the attention of the normies. And one of the normies happens to be Senator Blumenthal. And he sent a letter to Zoom last week telling them how disappointed he is that they promise into an encryption but don't deliver it. But if you look at the uh, news articles that are covering this, uh, Senator blasts Zoom for providing not providing a feature they claim they provide that his own law would make illegal because they are looking at these sorts of things right now. There's a bill in Congress called the Earn It Act or Earn IT that's directed toward, uh, well, among other things, uh, end-to-end encryption, and it will ban that sort of thing uh, in Hmm. the law. Uh, End-to-end encryption is what covers finances, banking, privacy, anything medical-related needs to be end-encrypted, and these people don't necessarily have the firmest grasp of what they're doing. It's bad that their attention is being drawn like the eye of Sauron into internet communications. Yeah, no, that's that that's the truth for sure. They just don't know. They 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 don't they don't know the first thing about this. It it's good that the conversation is happening. I think it'll get fixed. Yeah, let's get to the what, what's left. The good. What's the good? You can get uh, ozone's neutron three elements or ozone nine elements for free for oh. a few weeks. Nice. That's cool. There are a ton of free offers going on. Yeah. Right. Plug and Boutique has a coupon code for Neutron 3 elements, and uh, Sweetwater has an offer for uh, Ozone 9 elements. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yes. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's good. I think a lot of companies are seeing there's a great opportunity to put it out for free for three months and and get, get folks through it. So there's a lot of those offers out there. It's good. All right, Banks. Thanks for jumping in, man. Appreciate it. Give me the boot. Bye bye. You bet. Take care. <laughs> Give me the boot. Speaking of good and and but not ugly and what's the other one? It was good. The uh, and they're not good, and, bad, and, and they're not bad. Yeah. Our awesome supporters at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, where you can be the teacher's pet and get uh, an hour of one-on-one consulting with me at a discounted rate. But we always like to thank our $20 sponsors, people like Greg over at debtshepherd.com. So if you're working on your taxes and like, hmm, I need to watch my money a little better. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. Josh Rivers over at podcastguymedia.com. Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Carl White at life in the Carolinas podcast.com. Kim Kradji at toastmasters101.net. And we have a change. That's right. He's moved up to the $20 level. And hey, I forgot to unhide his slide. That doesn't work that way. And that is the one and only Ed Sullivan. You know him, you love him, because uh, he has decided to now be a $20 supporter 
Thanks, Ed. And you can find Ed over at soniccupcake.com. So if you're looking to actually, you know, get your show edited, Ed can definitely help with you with that. And what I'm trying to do is if I can do this lovely music in the background, I'm trying to bring up Sonic Cupcake and then bring it over to the other screen. But I've got so much going on right now. My computer. You do, and you, is, you are actually singing in tune with the music. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, visit Ed over at soniccupcake.com. And what he does is if you go over there, he's got a link where you can schedule a call with him. Because Ed, when I talk to him in Boston, he's like, he only works with certain people. And he wants to make sure you're a good fit for his approach and for what he does. So you can find him over at soniccupcake.com. And if you just can't get enough of Ed Sullivan and Jim Cullison, he was on episode number 419 of Home Gadget Geeks. So Ed, thanks for being the latest awesome supporter. And thanks to all of our supporters. Uh, Again, you can find them over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So meanwhile, back at the ranch. So I cannot. Oh, there we go. I was like, how do I get that hey, off I have, the screen? I have Ed's site up if you want to bring it up. Oh, there it we go. Somewhere. Yes. You can see. If you want to bring it up. Yeah. There we go. So he's just he's got, a, he's just got the button. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice guy. You can schedule some times with him. So this is actually like, this is a really great implementation of how to get business. Just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hide it. Yeah. You know, hey. Here's contact me or schedule one hour meeting with me. And what do you think? What, what's he using here for this? Uh, book this? like a boss. It's at the very bottom of the page. They were oh, on yeah. AppSumo a while back yeah. and he said he bought them and he goes, just loves them to death. The only thing I could think of is if I wanted to, I, I would have maybe a page of examples where somebody had like horrible audio and you made them sound great or Somebody see the problem with that is now you have to have your client agree to be the before and after. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm going to put you on my website where you had like 27 ums in 10 seconds. And then I took them out. You sound smart now. Like you have to have your client be okay with you putting out the, the before picture. Oh yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you'd have to almost make your own bad audio so that you could then clean it up to say, looky what I can do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've, I, I, I think took, most people know. I think most people know they're not very good at audio. Yeah. I don't know if you need to put out a bad example. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I, ha, I, I took on a new client, and it's, it's interesting because most of my clients, you know, are solo podcasters, and she's doing interviews, and she's doing interviews on site, and it's like I just told her, I said, you're, you're looking at a probably a two, two point two five to one. So if it's an hour long podcast, it's going to take me two hours to clean that bad boy up. And I was like, and I'm, I'm weird. I don't do the whole, oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. I, it's usually three for me. Yeah. Three, and it, well, I'm listening at like 1.7, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those where I don't charge per episode because to me, if you hand me a six minute episode, I don't think it should cost as much as the one that cost. Right. But I just, I'm like, here's my hourly fee and yeah. the crappier audio you give me, the longer it's going to take. So, you know, that's just the way I, I do that. So, Chris Nessie said, I picked up a Shure SM7B. Tips for best results running it through a Zoom H6 to my Windows. Uh, yes, the FET head would be the first thing I would, either the FET head or a cloud lifter. Because the one thing I hear about that, well, how are you putting it into your computer now? What what uh, preamp? Is it a Focusrite? Is it a, because I know the Focusrite will do a pretty good job of doing that. So, and then 
while we're working on Chris's question, we'll also work on Brandon's. But what about finding a Creative Condoms licensed podcast on YouTube and editing them before and after? There you go. That would work. So archive.org may be the place to find that, by the way. Yeah. Because they've you can you can sort by licenses out there. Yeah. So I'm always surprised. You know, I still I yeah. post my podcast out there. I don't I don't post the link. Yeah. But I post my podcast to archive just so there's somewhere in the future, right? Yeah. And I'm always surprised how many views I get. You know, it's uh-huh. in the it's in it's under a hundred, but I've had some podcasts that have gotten over you know, gotten close to a hundred views out on archive. So without any advertising for the most part. Yeah, Daniel says the Zoom H six might be good enough for the SM seven B. It's got pretty good preamps, so you may not need it. So test it. Yeah. You just test it and see. Yeah, see how that's it what sounds. He's doing, but that would be it, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. just you know, get that windscreen on there and get up on it and you know. Get down on it. That's it. So get down on it. I had some, oh, talked about broken links. Somebody asked me, and I I will just say this, the, the guy from Wonderly is under investigation for money laundering and for FIFA because he was a soccer player. Oh, FIFA. Yeah. And I'm a big Mm. fan of like innocent until proven guilty. So I'm like, until more things come out about that, I, you know, I'll be happy to throw him under the bus when he picks the wrong name for his academy and things like that. But I'm like, eh, I'm going to wait and hear on that one. That's that's one where I was like, was like, oh, you know, and wonder he hasn't fired him yet, which would as a CEO, like, do you fire yourself? How does that work? I don't know. But, well, you have a board. The board would fire you, I think, don't you? Usually. Yeah, I would guess everybody else would gang up on you. And, uh, they they kind of know. Yeah, you know when your time is done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's again when I was if like, when he didn't level. leave. I was like, huh. But yeah, if you have a question, you can just jump on in. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And if for some weird reason you're not here already and you want to listen, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And we're there every Saturday. So if for some reason you show up and you you look for us on YouTube, which I don't plan on changing systems anytime soon. But if, if for some reason we're not where you think you are, then go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And I always point that at, uh, you know, whatever's going to be there. So, uh, Dave, I've gotten a couple calls this week from school districts. This seems to be like now that we're four or five weeks into this, some, some school districts are start thinking like, hey, maybe I should be podcasting to the parents. Like, and this is something I've been talking about forever. I've always, I, I talk to educators all the time and I'm like, you guys, the district should have its own podcast. I think Kyle Wilcox, who's a good friend of this show and uh, Home Gadget Geeks that I'm on, he, he works in a school district and he's been he's been trying to get them and I think successfully podcasting. And man, it, it this if there's never been a better time better time to communicate with your with the parents either via a podcast or YouTube or something. But I'm getting those. I'm still getting those. Like, how do we start? You know, and it, it just surprises me. I I think, doesn't everybody know? But no, apparently they don't because I, I still get calls and I still get questions. So good for them. Like, I, I think we're going to see this summer kind of a lot more of this happening. I hope education in the space two weeks from now, Chris Nessie is coming on a couple nice. as well as a couple other guys coming on Home Gadget Geeks. We're going to talk a little bit about the impact that this this pandemic has made in technology. Part of it will be around communication. And we'll talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the space in that. And I think this is one of those in education. This is one of those changes that will be forced 
where they'll come out the backside way com- communicating way better than they did before. And it doesn't have to cost them an arm and a leg to get that communication done. A, a really savvy superintendent could have a 30 minute conversation with the district every single week and do it for almost nothing. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm getting a lot more of those calls. It's good. I, I, I'm encouraged by it. Nice. Well, we're going to do things. We're going to bring on a question and we're going to bring on Chris. Chris can Speaking help us. Of Chris Nessie. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. You uh, rang? Yeah. Call his name. <laughs> That's it. He's like Beetlejuice. But Brandon <laughs> asks, what are your opinions on spitting off a popular segment of your show as its own podcast? I have sure. one that I'm thinking about doing. I've done it twice. I have because of my podcast.com. And I, the reason I did that is if somebody says, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure if I should start a podcast or not. I'm like, go to because my, of my podcast.com. I've got a bunch of episodes of people that explain how they benefited from having a podcast. And then I had some people that really, really wanted to talk about money all the time. And because I'd written the book, more podcast money, I started the podcast, more podcast money. And in both cases, all of that information always goes through the school of podcasting as well. But if somebody just wants to talk about that subject, there's more of that uh, over there. Yeah. So we, we, we birthed theme Thursday at Gallup, which mm. was, has been that, that podcast does more downloads than all of our other podcasts combined. And that was birthed out of called the coach by just by a statement. And we're like, yeah, we should do that podcast. And we started doing it. So you absolutely, if you, if you see something like that, you should absolutely break it out. Yeah. Mr. Nessie, what can we help you with buddy? Well, so I got the Shure SM7B, as you can see, and yeah, this is I like how it. I have it hooked up. So I like it. how does it sound? I've done some test recordings in the setup. Yeah. Sounds good. Without being able to see the wave file, it sounds good. Yeah. No, how do you I think mean, it I, sounds? I, I haven't how's it, how's it sounding it? in your Yeah, how's it sounding in your in your, your headphones? It sounds fine. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've done some test recordings. I use Audacity to edit, so I've run my you know secret sauce on it. So you're going um, straight through the H6 is what you're doing? Yeah, I'm into the H6. Right. And that's connected to my computer as uh, as in audio interface mode. Yeah. And then I have much, uh, a voice meter banana H6? in my chain, so I got the noise gate on there. Okay. How much is the H6? Two? Two or three. I don't remember what I got it for. Okay. But it's, it might be three. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty expensive interface. Yeah. If you're just going to use it as an audio interface, there's cheaper ways and maybe better ways of doing it. Or do you plan to use it also as a voice recorder or are you only? Using well, I, I, I do when, when I do stuff mobily, I, I, I use the, okay. the H6. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. also part of my mobile setup. Yeah. yeah. 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty yeah. expensive audio. Like I, I, I bring that up, but I figured you did, but it's a pretty expensive audio interface. I hear us talking about it a lot as an audio interface. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, just run into, and you're like, Oh, mm. Is that the best advice if someone's just going to use it as an audio interface because no. it has other great properties, right? I mean, yeah. you can, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Yeah. But yeah. And, and I had looked, I mean, I wouldn't have put the money into this microphone. I, I did the research first to say, you know, all right, this is what I'm using as an interface mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Will it power this microphone? And I got enough results that said yes. So. And cool. fairly successfully. Like, yeah. you know, dynamically, I guess you could take a look, like I said, you could take a look at the wave file and see what it's doing and maybe, yeah. maybe more sensitive ears could hear a difference, but yeah. sounds good for podcasting. Sounds good. Yeah. What did you have I before? Mean, I had the AT2005. Okay. So I, I mean, I literally just swapped it out. Yeah. Put on the, put it on the I thought that thing had a big honking cage. That's not what it's called, but mount for it. That's, that's the stock mount. 
Okay. That, that right out of the box. I thought that I had to put the, I had to put the adapter on it. Okay. To, to put it on. I have the blue boom arm. Okay. Yeah. How do you like no, that? It looks good. The blue, the blue boom, boom arm. arm. Yeah. You know what? I like it because as you can see, like here, it's got these turn and, and back at the other pivot point, you can tighten it down. So I can really just have where I want it. Whereas I, I've also had the, the road PSA one, which at least with the AT 2005 would kind of raise up on me sometimes. Hmm. Cause it, it's not that heavy of a microphone. Yeah. So, so this I can tighten down and I have it, you know, in the, the hole in the desk. So it's yeah. mounted very securely. Yeah. It's yeah. very secure. I can, I can swing it around. <clears throat> you got to drill an inch. Basically you draw an inch hole through it and then drop the adapter and then screw it up from the bottom. And then that sits right in on top of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little e- bit easy of peasy. <laughs> hey, Craig is asking you in the chat room there, Dave, he's asking Chris, have you seen many educators flipping the classroom in quotes this last month and using podcasts and videos to replace life teaching? Let's swap out the word many and put every. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all about, you know, screencasting and audio yeah. recordings and live yeah. streaming. I, I mean, I'm using StreamYard to live stream to high school students, to college students and taking advantage of this platform to get engagement, which is nice because kids get YouTube because they watch so much of it. So I'm a budding YouTube star in the world of education, I guess. <laughs> nice. Are they doing it successfully? Like, are you seeing really bad examples of it? Maybe you don't see those, but, but. Uh, the, the only thing that I'm seeing that's challenging is the level of engagement from students who many in many places might feel like, oh, I'm on vacation. I don't have to wake up till 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. Whereas a lot of teachers were being asked to still do things at eight, nine in the morning and try and get engagement and get content out there and still work with our students as best we can. So I think it comes down to engagement, but a lot of teachers are being forced to try new things and try new platforms and do Zoom meetings and Google Meets and all the different tools out there that are available for connecting. Chris, we're going to have you on. I threw the chat or in the chat, I threw the link to uh, the home gadget geeks episode here in a couple of weeks. And, yeah, come uh, out, you, everybody. You, and, you and Brian and uh, Nathaniel, one of my listeners, all of you guys in the space in some form or fashion, Nathaniel comes at it from a hardware perspective. He's, he's responsible for, you know, pushing out all the hardware and has that perspective. Brian, of course, comes from an assistive tech a perspective or assist where he helps students that have have special needs in that and then of course chris uh, we we know you and the angle that you come at it i'm actually doing it as well as having a podcast about it so we're going to do a round table it'll be a long podcast i'm, I'm assuming about an hour and a half as we talk i through can't wait <laughs> how this has changed you know what we yeah. what, what we how has this changed the space and, and what are we seeing so yeah brandon says i wasn't at an ed tech conference a week before the lockdown there were four podcast sessions and they were all standing room only yeah and then uh bang says beware of the hidden screw in the base of most tube arms to tighten or relax the internal springs so I don't, I don't know why we have to, I guess you don't. Want oh, to that's these. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that is here. Yeah. Right. If you can kind of see that. Yeah. You got to You got to be really careful. That sets the tension on the springs and you can't strip that pretty, especially on the cheaper ones. That'll, that'll strip like that. So you'd have to be really, really careful. Not those newer arms, right? No, <laughs> I'm not mentioning any, you know, locks or any of those, any of those really cheap ones. Hey, I, I do recommend those for new podcasters just to get out the gate. Cause you just don't know, yeah, you know them dropping a hundred dollars on a road, on a road it, or a high alarm, right? Those particular ones allowed me to send boom arms to a couple of co-hosts that I work with on, yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they have and their they were place. Like, What's this? I'm like, just set it up. And then don't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, don't touch it. Bring it in. Don't touch it. I, I have a co-host who just constantly hits it. So you're dong. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, when I interviewed uh, Karen about LinkedIn, she's from New Jersey and she's a very kind of hands talking, waving person. And every now and then you just. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. like I can see a little plosive removal here in the future you almost want those coming from overhead if yeah. they're gonna if they're gonna move around their arms so much you gotta <laughs> get that thing up and down on people so yeah. coach dave says the big challenge here is engagement from teachers kids are, are veterans teachers are catching up he says where i live the school system is locked grades in other words you can't go down or uh, and you can only go up so so check the box assignments so yeah that's the, the thing that's interesting about online learning is, at least for me, when I, I remember the first time I did it, I missed my very first test because I was waiting for the teacher to say, hey, everybody, don't forget, this Friday is the big test. Start studying. And her answer was, it's in the syllabus. And it's like, no, you can't retake it. It's in the syllabus, as is all your other assignments. You have the stuff. I'm here to help, but I'm not here to hold your hand. It's in the syllabus. And I was like, dole. So I ended up, so I got an F on that test and I had to get A's the rest of the the thing just to get a passing grade. But she was like, nope, it's in the syllabus. Yeah. So from that point forward, every time, because most of my classes were online, uh, they would hand me the syllabus and I would get out a calendar. And I'm like, this is when this is due. That's mm-hmm. when that's due. So learning from home, you have to be a little more, well, anything from home, whether you're working from home, learning, whatever, it's kind of up to you and you have to kind of get organized and and. You know, like you said, you can't sleep into noon if you, nope. you know, that's just a bad habit to get into. So it is, you do got to keep a, a regular routine, Dave. And I think you said something too, and Chris responded to this. I don't, and maybe it was from the chat room. I don't think the kids are always the most uh, tech savvy either. Like mm-hmm. we think they are because they're kids, but I don't. We give, we give kids a lot of credit for being, you know, what we call digital natives and yeah. yeah. That that's just not the case. I not mean, always. I, I get emails yeah. from students where they put the whole message in the subject. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not talking a sentence. We're talking multi lines of, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, you, I mean, I think it's generally to, true. I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying to, I think it's generally true, but I do think we need to be careful as adults working with students. They don't automatically get it. This is especially like if we're, if we're thinking about technology, that's maybe five to eight years old, maybe five to 10 years old, where it's been around, it was popular for us 10 years ago. We know how to use it, but it skipped, it skipped that generation. They did, they, they went right past it. And so if you go back to it, they're like, what? Like, I don't, what are you talking about? I've never used that before. So don't, don't assume there they, that these things will just pick up. And then I think another thing is make sure you have, and Chris, you can probably respond to this. Make sure you have, and Dave, to your point, really clear expectations on what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, right? the other thing that I deal with is I could write down the clearest expectations and directions. A lot of people of all ages don't read the directions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave, I'm sure you find with, you know, tutorials in the school of podcasting that it's in the video, it's in the description. Yeah. My favorite is I get questions. Yeah, I will send somebody the directions. I'm like, here, follow it. There's a video, step by step directions, and they want me to make them their own video. Yeah, like, hey, you know, Chris, here's here's the video. Like I said, if you click here on the edit menu and choose copy, and then go over here and choose pay. Like, like it's the same video that's there that we made for everyone. Yeah, 
and but they don't read. It's it's a shame. So what are you going to do? Jim, one final thing here as we start to wrap up. You mentioned this last week. I think this is Mike, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, no, Ron. Ron wants to Ron. know how uh, yeah. Eventbrite works Eventbrite's for you working. after a few weeks. Yeah, the the value, and I actually I need to do it again. The value in it is when it, the people do register for it, I can send them a thank you email for coming. So that's the that that's kind of why I have it. I it it is it looks nice to go sign up for, and I did get oh half a dozen registrations for the Unraid show that we did uh, last week. I'm really using it for Chris and his show because there's a bunch of folks that have potential to sign up for. It. I got Just that email. Do I need to register or will? No, no, you okay. don't, but you can send it if you want, if you want other people to come, you can, you know, you can send it to them. And I think for some people, it's just, it looks a little more professional. Like when we say come to a live podcast, they don't get that. But when we say come to, you know, come to an event on event, right? Oh, oh I know how to do this. I register for it. I'm yeah. going to get, you know, so when I'm, when I'm reaching that kind of audience, it's very effective at Gallup. Like our Eventbrite page is gold. So, it, but we've been working on it for a couple of years too. So I'm hoping to get the Home Gadget Geeks one to be kind of where we're at from a Gallup perspective that people just know they can register for the reminders. And building on Chris's uh, message. What's in the, wrong with Comic Sans? Mes- message in the title is <laughs> there. Gabrielle says, how about the ones that still use Comic Sans font 14? For the email. Yeah, that's always fun. So I don't don't be a hater. Yeah, I still like like comics. (laughs) When I have kids do comic projects where they do things with that's comic themed, I still don't let them use that font. (laughs) No, haters. Oh, (laughs) so. Well, Chris, while you're here, what is coming up on House of EdTech? I'm actually going to try something different because I've done a couple episodes on distance learning and teaching remotely. Mm-hmm. And I, I've put out the call on social media to do, I try to do at least one ask me anything episode. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to leverage social media and, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and just get questions of any sort to try to put together an episode or two out of. Nice. So that might be coming out tomorrow. Jim, what's coming up on uh, the average guy.tv? Yeah, we did our big barbecue and grill show, but we kind of <laughs> focused it on this situation. Like, can grilling and barbecuing be economical during a time of, of a pandemic? And so we spent some time doing that. Not released yet, but this weekend out at the average guy.tv. Nice. I actually have what's supposed to be an indoor grill that's not supposed to steam up the kitchen. And guess what? They lied. It's it's like, I'm always like having to crack a window so we don't set off the... Get, get a foreman. <laughs> I have one of those too. Um, on the School of Podcasting, I've teased this forever, but I'm actually going to put it out this week. And that is Wealth Without Wall Street. This is an interview I did with some guys that tripled their business using a podcast. And uh, there's some really good nuggets in there of, of how they did that. And I love at the end, I asked them, like, is there anything you would do differently? And they had like a lot list of like, well, we did this at the beginning. That didn't work. This didn't work. And then that didn't work. And then we tried this. And I was like, beautiful. So that'll be out at the School of Podcasting. So um, stick around if you're here with us live for some post show. Thank you to the uh, chat room. Thanks to all the awesome supporters. Again, if you want to be an awesome supporter, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you want to sponsor the poor, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash sponsor. And the one and only Jim Collison could be singing your praises in May. So thanks to everybody for uh, joining us. Again, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live every Saturday. Stick around for some post-show. 